Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live from the Hugh Jackson Fan Club headquarters with Baker Mayfield, it's the 4th and Inches show with Jenna and the Sherpa. Jenna, I hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Are you ready to rock and roll for the last uh, week of the regular season for the fantasy um, leagues? I think so. I mean, my Thanksgiving as a Cowboys fan was pretty solid. Um, The rest of my family of Eagles fans were less thrilled with it, I will say that. You have little faith. So. You pick them to win by, uh, let's see, you pick them to win by a field goal, and I pick them to win by 10 points. So I guess Okay, uh, so you were closer. I'm happy with much. the outcome. And right yeah. now, if you're listening live, the Cowboys are, are actually scoring and looking like a semifunctional offense against the Saints, which is very exciting. I'll take what I can get. Yeah, it's a field goal, but uh, I guess that's, that's still that, that helps. Beggars so. can't be choosers, man. <laughs> no. I think they're going to be begging a lot before the game, end of the game tonight, but uh, we'll see. Not if uh, um, some of their players. Spoiler uh, alert. I think I probably agree with you there. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, DeMarcus Lawrence might not, but, uh, you know, That's hopefully okay. we can back That's up okay. all the talk from this week, but we'll see. So, but yeah, it was, yeah, the NFC so used to be more of a mess than it was, but yeah. Yeah, it's it's not pretty. The NFC least moniker still kind of fits, unfortunately. But I think after this week we'll have a little more clarity. So we do have an action packed show for you. As Sherpa alluded to, it is the last week of your regular season, so it's do or die time, people. You gotta make the playoffs and we're here to guide you to that. Uh so we've got everything you could possibly need in the next hour. We're here Every week for you from 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time this week, we're a little deviating. We're on Thursday. Work happens. Occasionally, our day day jobs do require us to be other places. So uh, we'll be here with you until 9.30 tonight. And, of course, during the Cowboys Saints games, if you're watching along. Otherwise, if you're listening after the fact, it's okay. We understand. But we do have everything from injuries, start and sits, uh, your waiver wire pickups, our game picks, daily fantasy picks. We've got it all coming for you. And if you want to find us throughout the show, if you have questions or all week long, you can find us all over social media. FantasyFootballSherpa.com is your hub. From there, you can find us on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show, as well as JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. And, of course, we're always there to answer your line of questions. If you have, uh, you know, commentary on our picks, we hear you. You might be wrong, but we hear you. So find us all over the place there, and we've got a a whole bunch of good stuff for you tonight, I think. Yeah, including lots of uh, running back injuries and suspensions and tight ends. not a good time to be a running back or a quarterback this week, I'll tell you that. (laughs) Yeah. Tight ends didn't fare too well either. We certainly have some people banged up. No, yes, no. Yeah. So speaking of I've, which, I've, con- I've condensed this injury report as much as humanly possible, um, just because, quite frankly, I 
I could live a whole life. Sherpa baked a whole, he made a whole Thanksgiving turkey and ate it in the time it took me to give you your injury report last week. So we'll start with the soul-crushing news that Blake Bortles has been benched by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Cody Kessler is going to be your new starter for the Jaguars for the rest of the season, and Tom Savage was signed this week as well. In other sad Jaguar news, go ahead. I was just going to ask you a quick question. So does this mean you've renamed your – your fantasy not. team, the Teenage uh, Mutant Ninja Teenage Mutant Ninja Bortles lives on. We are still doing oh. well. Mariota Kart is as okay. well. Two strong team names, I will tell you that. Um, but, yeah, we're, now it's more of like after. an in-memoriam thing. <laughs> okay. That's right. I, I had a <laughs> team a couple of years ago that I called it. Ross Safarian in honor of uh, Austin Safarian Jenkins, and I kept the team name yeah. even after I – cut him and still won that league. So I guess uh, karma didn't bite me that time, although it's bitten me plenty of other times. I do. I do have Marcus Mariota on a couple of teams, um, but Blake Bortles is is not rostered anywhere currently, and it, it makes my heart a little sad, I will tell you that. So Teenage Mutant Ninja Bortles and I are mourning the loss of Blake Bortles' starting job. Uh, he, he's gone the route of C.J. Bethard, where we remember him fondly and hope for his return soon. <laughs> Um, and in other Jaguars news not sure if you heard but Leonard Fournette got in a fight last week it was pretty impressive I mean they fought right into the tunnel it was a whole thing Um, he's been suspended for the game this week so they will be without him that means Carlos Hyde and TJ Yeldon become much more interesting prospects especially with Cody Kessler under center Andy Dalton in the things can't get any worse for the Bengals files has been placed on IR with a thumb injury and just a real, real sad outlook on life is what it looks like on Sunday. Um, Melvin Gordon dealing with an MCL injury, which looked pretty brutal, but ended up being kind of okay, as, as okay as any injury can be. He's not going to play this week, um, but he's been hanging out at practice. He's moving around. He's riding a stationary bike. So those are all really good signs for next week. Barring a step back, I would think you're probably going to have him for week one of your fantasy football playoffs. Jeff Herman is done for the year. He's dealing with rib and lung injuries. I would guess those are probably connected, but, you know, neither here nor there. Uh, So they shut him down for the year. In other bad tight end news, Jack Doyle is done for the year with a kidney issue. Rex Burkhead has been activated from IR. I know you've all been waiting for that. Uh, Unfortunately, on the flip side, Marvin Jones has been placed on IR. And in other quarterback news, it looks like Mitchell Trubisky is likely out this week for the Bears. They're not officially ruling him out yet, but Chase Daniel is going to be under center again. Um, Derek Carr got pretty beat up. Uh, I think that's kind of par for the course now. We're playing for the Open Raiders. They have, I think, more guys on IR than any other team right now. Uh, Derek Carr's not one of them, though. He did leave briefly with a thumb injury. He was taped up pretty good. He was limping after the game. Uh, He says he's going to play this week. Maybe not the best idea to start him, but he says he's going to play this week. Uh, In Buffalo, Charles Clay, their tight end, has been dealing with a hamstring injury. He did actually come back to practice. He's been limited. Uh, He has not played the last few weeks. It looks like he's going to be a go this week against Miami, which would be huge. Uh, On the flip side for Miami, Danny Amendola looks like he is probably not playing this week uh, against uh, the Bills. So keep an eye on that. Kenyon Drake also re-injured his shoulder on Sunday. He left the game briefly. He came back. He says he's going to play this week. Hasn't been uh, doing any contact drills during practice, so keep an eye on that. I would have a plan B, but he says he's going to go. In New England, Tom Brady's dealing with a knee injury. 
he's going to play. We've seen this story before. He was on the on the injury report for four years with a shoulder injury. Tight end Dwayne Allen uh, is not practicing with a knee injury. That looks a little more questionable. I don't know how many of you are actually starting Dwayne Allen, but I would stay probably away from that this week. Sam Darnold uh, did return to practice dealing with that foot injury for the Jets. So there's optimism he's going to play this week. Josh McCown's a little uh, banged up. He's got some bumps and bruises. So neither of them are 100% healthy. Um, But it's certainly going to go down to the wire. I think by Friday, you probably have a better idea of Sam Darnold's going to go this week or not. In Baltimore, Lamar Jackson's going to make his third start. Joe Flacco saw a hip specialist this week. Still no real timetable on his return. Gus Edwards, who kind of came out of nowhere here in Baltimore, uh, he did miss practice yesterday with an ankle injury. I I think that he's going to be fine. It seems more of a maintenance thing, but keep an eye on that. Um, A.J. Green, since Cincinnati doesn't have Andy Dalton, they don't have a lot to get excited about. It looks like A.J. Green may be coming back this week practicing. He says he's back. Trainers have not said so yet, but it looks good for this week. Um, tight end Vance McDonald in, in Pittsburgh is dealing with a hip injury. He's very questionable going into this week. Keep an eye on that. In Houston, Dante Foreman uh, is still practicing, still not activated from the pup list. So they're thinking next week probably, but we shall see. In Indianapolis, Marlon Mack is still in the concussion protocol. He has not quite graduated yet, but it looks good. All signs point to him playing this week. Uh, I would certainly start him if he does. So keep an eye on that. If he practices Friday, I would say you're probably fine, but it looks pretty good. In Jacksonville, it looks like Jalen Ramsey may not play this week for the Jaguars, so that's not a good sign when you're playing Andrew Luck and T.Y. Hilton, uh, as if they didn't have enough bad going for them already. In Tennessee, they have wide receiver Tawan Taylor coming back. Uh, He was a full participant at practice this week. Uh, He has not played over the last couple of weeks with a foot injury, but looks like they're going to have a full complement of wide receivers now. In Kansas City, not so much. Sammy Watkins not practicing for the Chiefs. Does not look good for him this week against the Raiders. There's really no reason for for him to rush back for the Raiders. I think they'll be fine. Um, In in, it just... They, they keep saying if he's not 100%, he's not going to get on the field. So I don't think he's getting on the field. Um, aside from that, there's not a ton else except for your Giants, old Evan Ingram. Uh, he's not practicing. He's going through walkthroughs. He's dealing with hamstring injury. It looks like he's going to be fine for this week. Also, Washington getting a little healthier. Chris Thompson dealing with his rib injury and Jameson Crowder dealing with his ankle injury. Uh, Both were practicing in a limited capacity on Wednesday, but it looks like they're going to be good to go for this week. Uh, And like I said, it looks like Mitchell Trubisky probably not going to go this week in Detroit uh, on the other side of that division. Carrion Johnson's not practicing with a knee injury. There's a pretty good chance he's not going to play on Sunday. Keep an eye on it. Have a plan B. And uh, from there in Minnesota, Adam Thielen dealing with that calf injury. He aggravated again during the Detroit game. He's saying the lower back injury is no longer an issue, so I guess he's getting healthier, but he's not all the way healthy. He will play this week. In Carolina, Devin Funches missed practice, uh, quote-unquote dealing with a personal issue, even though he missed last week in the back injury. So he's questionable, but we're not totally sure why he's questionable. Could be the back, could be his life. Hard to say. In Tampa Bay, Deshaun Jackson did not did practice. He returned to practice after dealing with a thumb injury. He went to New York to get a spe- uh, second opinion from a specialist, but seems like he's on track to play, which is a little confusing, but we'll go with it. 49ers still looking like Pierre Garçon may not play this week. 
Uh, he, he's been limited to practice. It's hard to say, so keep an eye on that. And Marquise Goodwin is away from the team dealing with some personal matters as well. So it looks like he probably won't play this week. And finally, in Seattle, it looks like Doug Baldwin is progressing from the groin injury that had him last week as pretty questionable. It says he's feeling a lot better, and he should be almost a full strength this week. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sure you're now filing for Social Security because that is actually the condensed version. <sighs> While you were reading that, I flew over to England, attended several matches of the World Chess Championship, flew back to New York, went to the El Chapo trial, and then came home to do the waiver wire. I would I would love to see the photos from your <laughs> Well, they wouldn't let me take so, uh, photos in the El Chapo trial, unfortunately. I guess that's fair. I'm now also on the IR with a throat injury, so <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. I think, well, I think I'll make it. Well, actually, show. you missed the most important injury of all. Do tell. Do tell, Sherpa. Um, Phil Dawson was put on uh, IR with a hip injury. So, See, I uh, always get in trouble for kicker injuries, and the one time I don't give it to you, I hear you you're, you're just have your finger on the pulse of the kicker world, and I don't care how much you try to say you hate them, you're secretly a kicker lover. <laughs> you know, don't accuse me of that. Yep, yep, it's on record. It's out there in the universe, and if it's online, it's true. That's what people say. <laughs> <laughs> People are saying that seems to be a popular phrase these days. But yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> all right, it's fake news. Trust me. Um, so why don't we get we'll into waiver wire action then? And okay. let's get crazy. starting off with some some guys that are trying to fake it this week. Uh, first up, we've got Carlos Hyde trying to take uh, Leonard Fournette's spot due to the aforementioned fight and suspension that you uh, were talking about. We don't talk about so Fight Club. <laughs> no, he's he's at the top of my uh, list of uh, pickups for this week. Jalen Richard with Oakland, uh, Frank Gore with Indianapolis. I mean, with Miami, I still can't get that straight. Naheem Himes with Indianapolis, yeah, one for two. Uh, Justin Jackson might see We're some runs Antonio this week. We're Antonio Holmes when we need him. <laughs> you know, he's he's thankfully retired. Uh, Justin Jackson <laughs> with the Chargers might get some play behind Austin Eckler this week with. Melvin Gordon likely out. And uh, here's here's my sleeper pickup for running backs. You ready for this? Okay. All right. Malcolm Brown with the Rams. Yeah, I think the okay, Rams are probably going to blow, blow out. I don't hate it. The, 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 I think the Rams are likely to blow out the Lions. Todd Gurley was you know, having some ankle issues of course, against the Chiefs. And of course, he's had the bye week to get healthier. But the Rams have already, you know, you know, they're they're essentially clinched. You know, they'll clinch the division if they win on Sunday. And my guess is they'll get off to a big lead. And then, you know, they'll spend the rest of the game protecting the lead running. And I don't think they're going to use Todd Gurley any more than they have to on Sunday. So uh, Malcolm Brown, I think, might be in for an increased workload. Yeah. I'm I'm actually I'm not opposed to that. I would also throw Rex Burkhead on the list just because I hate trying to figure out what Bill Belichick's ever gonna do. And like Sony Michelle looks good, James White's done some things, but all of a sudden Rex Burkhead's back in the fold. Um so I, I might stash him. <laughs> That's the worst idea I've ever had. Not the best, but you know, all in I'm, I I also like Carlos Hyde. I agree a lot with you on Justin Jackson as well. I think that he's certainly gonna see some time 
probably Melvin Gordon's back next week, and then his value kind of drops off cliff. But for now, I think it's worthwhile. Yeah, I mean, if you're on the edge, you're you're either fighting for that last playoff spot, or if you're just on the outside looking in and need a victory this week to even stay alive, you know, rather than starting, you know, some of the sort of the, I I won't say retreads, but the guys that aren't likely to hit it big, you might as well swing for the fences and hope you get lucky. And if you don't, well, at least you uh, tried something a little bit out of the box then. I'm with you. I'm on board with this. Okay. So moving on to wide receivers then, a couple of uh, guys, um, Chris Godwin, somebody we've been talking on about on the show for yep. it seems like half the season now, but he's still out there in roughly half the leagues. Adam Humphreys has Come gotten on, a lot of attention with uh, good reason the last couple of weeks. Uh, he's also uh, benefiting, I think, from Jameis Winston's return. Christian Kirk with Arizona, mm-hmm. David Moore, Seattle, uh, hit or miss, but has been hitting again the last couple of weeks. Uh, Willie Sneed, I like IV. the matchup this week. YV. And uh, <laughs> yes, a uh, little too late to do uh, any good for our listeners this week, but uh, Cole Beasley was also on my list and uh, Josh Dockson with the Redskins. And you have more time for him because he's not playing till Monday night. True. I would also throw uh, Bruce Ellington on the list in Detroit now that Marvin Jones is out for the year. He's now your number two receiver. Only problem is. I'm not entirely sure Matt Stafford can stay healthy and standing for an entire game to keep throwing to him, but, hey, if you're in a pinch, there are worse options. Well, if he can't do it, there's also Matt Castle. They seem to like uh, collecting uh, quarterbacks named Matt in Detroit this year. So, Hey, you know what? You find a market, you corner it, and I'm okay with that. I have no issue with it. Yeah. All right, um, quarterbacks. Jameis Winston's at the top of my list, uh, much to your chagrin, Whoa. I'm sure. Lamar Whoa. Jackson, yeah, second. No thanks. Derek Carr, uh, Marcus Mariota, and even Jeff Driscoll, if you're really desperate. But uh, I really think there's a pretty big distinction between Jameis Winston and Lamar Jackson and the rest of – no, I, I hope not, too. Maybe <laughs> if you're in a two-quarterback league. I'd yeah, rather start Jameis You had Andy Dalton sure. as your second quarterback. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think Jameis Winston and Lamar Jackson would definitely be the top two there for me. You know, Derek Carr, if he's healthy, you know, nice matchup against the Chiefs defense this week, as we've seen several times this season. They're not exactly a dynamo on defense. Uh, certainly can't hang with their offense, but you know, they manage to keep games interesting for their offense is about the kindest thing you can say about the Chiefs defense. Yeah, I mean, there's it's, it's slim pickings out there. There are a lot of hurt quarterbacks. So, I mean, that's probably the best of lunch. Okay. Tight ends, uh, as you mentioned, Jack uh, Doyle and Jeff Learman out for the season now. Evan, Ing- Evan Ingram, maybe not full strength. Vance McDonald, hip injury. So, uh, Jesse James, uh, Vance McDonald's running partner, has had some nice games when Vance McDonald hasn't been available. Uh, C.J. Uh, Uzma might uh, get a little bit more uh, Looks now as a safety valve for Jeff Jeskel in Cincinnati. Jonu Smith seems to have emerged as Tennessee's uh, second option in the receiving game behind Corey Davis in it's recent working. weeks. And then yeah. Chris Herndon uh, on and off again for the Jets. Uh, hopefully you don't have to uh, scrape uh, the bottom that 
you know, you don't have to scrape that deep into the bottom yeah. of the barrel, but uh, if you do, he's there. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm with you. I think Jesse James is probably, Jesse James and Johnny Smith are probably my favorites out of the bunch. Okay. Shall we get into uh, position rankings? Let's do it. Okay. Uh, who do you like at running back this week? Uh, give me your top 10 or thereabouts. Love and Todd Gurley. Uh, we, as we know, he'll probably not have to play this whole game because it'll probably be a blowout, but I'm, I am there for all the points until he does. Um, I've got Christian McCaffrey at two, Kareem Hunt third, uh, Ezekiel Elliott fourth, Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley, Aaron Jones, David Johnson, Nick Chubb, and James Conner rounding out my top 10. Okay, my top 10, about 50% overlap. Uh, Kareem Hunt, number one for me, Christian McCaffrey, two, Gus Edwards, assuming his ankle holds up, three, Alvin Kamara, four, Aaron Jones, five. Todd Gurley or Malcolm Brown, either one of those guys, um, six. Philip Lindsay, seven. Lamar Miller, eight. Chris Carson, nine. And Sony Michelle, uh, tenth for me. Okay, that's fair. So how many of my guys are under a voice that. list? Um, well, just just a bit. Actually, Sony Michelle's at the top of my void list. Um, I, I really am intrigued by Rex Burkhead coming back. And I just... I not to spoil anything, but I think maybe we see the game a little differently. Um, I've also got Mike Davis in Seattle, Chris Thompson. Sure, he's going to play this week. I'm not totally uh, sold on him being all the way healthy. And I quite frankly like Adrian Peterson a lot better in that backfield. Ito Smith in Atlanta. Um, I'm tired of getting burned by him. And this week against Baltimore is not my favorite matchup. Alex Collins on the other side of that game, I'm staying away from as well as Royce Freeman, LeGarrette Blunt, Carrion Johnson, Isaiah Crowell, and... Uh, really all the Jets running backs, and Derrick Henry. Okay, uh, we, we had one uh, overlap there. Um, I've got a couple of guys that you liked uh, heading up my avoid mm. list, and that would be David Johnson mm. and Saquon Barkley. I've also got Joe Mixon, LaShawn McCoy, the TJ Yeldon, Carlos Hyde combo, uh, Matt Breida, and okay. Isaiah Crowell rounding out my avoid list. Well, fine then. <laughs> <laughs> if that's how you want to be about it. <laughs> All righty. Um, moving on to wide receivers. Uh, for me, Tyreek Hill is the top of my list. DeAndre Hopkins, two. DJ Moore, uh, three. Mike Evans, four. Michael Thomas, five. Robert Woods, six. Brandon Cook, seven. T.Y. Hilton, eight. Devontae Adams, nine. Josh Gordon, 10, and then honorable mention to David Moore, Michael Crabtree, and Emmanuel Sanders. Okay, okay. Uh, I, we've got some, some overlaps here. Uh, I have Adam Thielen at the top of my list. I'm not scared by these calf and mysterious back ailments. Tyree Kills at two for me. I have Michael Thomas at three. Antonio Brown, Devontae Adams. DeAndre Hopkins coming in at six on my list. Odell Beckham Jr., Julio Jones, Stefan Diggs, and Mike Evans rounding out my top ten. As far as avoids, for me, A.J. Green, if he does play, is at the top of my avoid list. Odell Beckham Jr., Larry Fitzgerald, Kenny Galladay, Christian Kirk, um, any of the Jets receivers, Robbie Anderson, Quinson Inunua, and Richard Matthews, um, Marquise Goodwin and Pierre Garcon with San Francisco, Kelvin Benjamin and Zay Jones with Buffalo, 
and Dante Moncrief and D.D. Westbrook with Jacksonville. All those guys are guys I would be looking to stay away from this week. Yeah, um, I'm I'm with you on a lot of that. I, I just I kind of want to stay away from the Jacksonville receivers as a whole because I just don't think there's a lot of good things happening there. Um, Danny Amendola, John Ross, pretty much anybody on the Cincinnati team right now. Bruce Ellington, who I, I love as a waiver wire pickup. If I really don't want to have to start him, if you do, you do. But, again, I'm not entirely convinced Matt Stafford's standing for that whole game. Uh, Marquise Goodwin, Christian Kirk, Deshaun Jackson, I know he's going to play. That thumb injury makes me very nervous. Kiki Kute, uh, Curtis Samuels, Tyrell Williams. It just there's To me, there's a lot of games that are high scoring. So even if you had to start one of these guys, like it's probably like you'll get something, but I think you can do better. All right. Uh, speaking of doing better, who do you like at uh, quarterback this week? Loving Patrick Mahomes. Surprise, surprise. Uh, oh, that's a shocker. <laughs> I, I very begrudgingly have Cam Newton at two on my list. Uh, Jared Goff, three. Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, Jameis Winston, Andrew Luck, Ben Roethlisberger, and uh, Deshaun Watson with Kirk Cousin coming in a very close 11th. Wait a minute. Did you mention Jameis Winston on your list? I did. It it literally pains me to do it. I'm not a fan of it. You were giving me grief for recommending him on the waiver wire. I don't I don't like it. I don't enjoy picking him to do well because I don't actually think this is all gonna be him, but like for the way I have the scoring, I you know, I just I'm sorta of, sorta of have to go with it. Like, numbers don't lie. <laughs> okay. I don't right. feel good about um, doing it. That's the moral of this story here. Okay. So I had Jared Goff at the top of my list, uh, followed by Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, three, Deshaun Watson, four, Cam Newton, five, Aaron Rodgers, six, Jameis Winston, seven, Drew Brees, eight, Tom Brady, nine, Lamar Jackson, ten, and honorable mention to Andrew Luck, Carson Wentz, and Case Keenum. Ooh, okay. All right. I like the, uh, the inclusion of Case Keenum. Unfortunately, I had him on my avoid list. But I really do right, appreciate well, optimism because <laughs> um, I've got Keenum on my avoid week. list as well as old Mitchell Trubisky because it looks like he's probably not playing this week. Uh, Matt Stafford. That would be a good again, reason I'm to avoid just, him. I'm just worried about his literal life at this point, Matthew Stafford. I don't know if he's going to survive the year. Not a great matchup for him. Marcus Mariota, uh, Eli Manning, Ryan Tannehill, Jeff Driscoll, Cody Kessler. I, I mean – a lot of backup quarterbacks playing here. I think it goes without saying that, unfortunately, I'm not recommending Josh Allen. <laughs> not even no. in purgatory this week. <laughs> no. Yeah. What was him? I just, I just still feel dirty about recommending Jameis Winston as my seventh quarterback. Ugh. Well, he was seventh on my list, too. So if we both say it, it must be right. It's a weird world to be in. My logic not is into impeccable. It. All right. It always is. So People my quarterbacks to avoid, ever. as much as it pains me to do it, Eli Manning is at the top of my avoid list this week. Matthew Stafford, Nick Mullins, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, Cody Kessler, and Jeff Driscoll. Stay Ooh, away. Okay. Or okay. forever regret your choice. <laughs> forever. Uh, just, just so everybody knows, the Cowboys did just score again. So, 
the the universe heard me upset about Jameis Winston and they gifted me a touchdown. So I might continue complaining about him just to see how this will go throughout the show. You've been warned. Yep. Cheers to that. (laughs) You want to talk about tight ends? (laughs) Yeah, sure. Um, Travis Kelsey, top of my list for this week. Greg Olson, Zach Ertz, Rob Gronkowski, Cameron Brait, Eric Ebron, Jonu Smith, Ryan Griffin, the Gerald Everett, Tyler Higby combo, and Jesse James with Ben Watson just on the outside looking in. Okay, all right, strong list. I have Travis Kelsey at the top of mine as well. Uh, I have Zach Ertz at two, George Kittle at three, Eric Ebron, Rob Gronkowski, Greg Olson, Jared Cook, David Njoku, Cameron Breit, and Kyle Rudolph running on my top ten. All right, um, my avoid list, uh, George Kittle, unfortunately, at the top of my list, oh. Evan Ingram, oh. Charles oh. Clay, Ricky Seals-Jones, Chris Herndon, and CJ Uzama uh, rounding out my list, even though I did yeah. recommend him as a waiver wire pickup if you're desperate for tight ends. Hopefully you're I not that desperate. I did the same thing with Bruce Ellington. It's all right. Um, I've got CJ yeah. Uzma on my list as well as Johnny Smith. Love him as a pickup. Just don't think there are points there this week. Ben Watson, Chris Herndon, Matt LaCrosse, who, if you don't know, is now the Denver tight end. Nick Vanett and uh, Ricky Fields-Jones. Unfortunately, the the Buick LaCrosse is no longer going to be produced after this year. So I don't know if that's a good thing for Matt LaCrosse this week. Probably won't be much for his endorsement opportunities. I mean, they have other nice vehicles. Just not his namesake. <laughs> no. So, you know, we've got so that how about, uh, yes, uh, defenses, who do you like this week? I've got the Packers at the top of my list this week, followed by the Bears, uh, the Rams, there's no surprise there, Tennessee, uh, and from there, <laughs> it just feels weird to recommend Tennessee that high, uh, the Redskins, Dolphins, the Chiefs, the Panthers, Colts, and the Texans rounding out my top ten. All right. Uh, we agreed on the first four and then took a break. Kind of a mixed and, bag. And agreed on the last two. So <laughs> I've got Seattle at the top of my list, Denver, Chicago, Miami, Indianapolis, Green Bay, Tennessee, the Rams, Baltimore, and Houston. I'd be happy starting any of those defenses this week. It's you. You all that joy over defenses, which so rarely happens. Mm. Proud of you. Thanks. Um, <laughs> how about uh, ones that you're looking to avoid this week? Uh, decidedly at the top of my list would be the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, also looking to avoid the Falcons, Patriots, Browns, the Jets, the Chargers, the Jaguars, Vikings, the Saints. Thanks, but no thanks. Okay, I'll stay away from the Lions, the Raiders, Tampa Bay, Dallas, Cleveland, Carolina, Atlanta, Arizona, San Francisco, and Minnesota. Okay, all right, we got some overlap. Some overlapping on the wrong list, but that's okay. We can work with this. (laughs) I'm excited for game picks because I think this is going to be interesting. Okay. So why don't we get to it? Um, let's talk about um, 
the Thursday night game, which is in progress, New Orleans at Dallas. Uh, not which is looking nice too good for this prediction this point, right when now. We had, when we had the Steelers game, they literally already surpassed our scores by the time we got to this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not so, quite that uh, yeah, I'm not quite that far off um this time, but uh I had New Orleans scoring thirty points and Dallas only scoring twenty four so according to my calculations, then New Orleans still has thirty points to go, and Dallas only has fourteen to go, so that's my uh prediction. Well, mine wasn't too far off, actually, New Orleans winning this thirty twenty six so a little bit closer, but not a whole lot. I I would personally love to be wrong about this, but again, sometimes you got to go with where the numbers lead you. Stupid Jameis Winston. <laughs> but yeah, I just I, granted Drew Brees is not as good on the road. The Cowboys' defense is better than they should be, even without Sean Lee on the field right now. Sure, there are some injuries, but Leighton Vander Ash has been great, uh, and they've you know thus far in the game been knocking down some balls. So. I, I hope that's good things to come, but, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the second half hits and Drew Brees becomes Drew Brees again. Okay. Um, first up on uh, Sunday morning, or Sunday early games, I should say. It's Sunday morning if you're on the West Coast. We've got uh, Denver <laughs> traveling to Cincinnati to take on the Wobegon Bengals, and I'm going to go <sighs> with uh, the Case Keenums over the Jeff Driscolls fairly easily here. I'll go with uh, Denver 27, Cincinnati 17. I just, A.J. Green or no A.J. Green, I just struggle to see how they're going to muster any offense without Andy Dalton. It's not like things were great even when Andy Dalton was there. Like, let's be honest. I don't I don't necessarily think Jeff Driscoll is your savior. No offense, Jeff, Jeff Driscoll. I'm sure you're a very nice human. It's just, you know, I don't know if you're going to do it for Cincinnati this week. Um, I have a pretty similar score. I've got Denver winning 28-20. So, you know, Cincinnati will score some points. Just not enough to win. Not enough. Okay. Next up, we've got uh, Chicago. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I didn't have anything. I'm just curious if you'll actually pick your Giants for once. (laughs) I've picked them several times in the last few weeks. I've Actually, I think I've been right on them three weeks in a row. I got their two wins right, you and have. then I got the uh, the loss against the Eagles, although I was surprised by how close that game was. Uh, this week, yes. um, tough. It's kind of the same situation the Bears were in last weekend, probably not going to have Mitchell Trubisky playing on the road. Uh, weather might be a little bit more of a factor this week than it was Thanksgiving Day, but they've had 10 days to rest up. Uh, Giants it's going to be kind off of warm, of though. It's going to be like 60 degrees there. It doesn't matter. I'm still picking I'm still picking Chicago to win this game. I'll go with the final score of Chicago twenty four, Giants seventeen. Chase Daniel okay, to the rescue. I'm, I listen, I'm all on board with the Chase Daniel train as we all saw last week. Um but I as much as I like to pick your malign Giants, I even couldn't do that this week. I have Chicago winning twenty seven twenty three. I think you keep it close. But that Bears defense and Eli Manning might not be the best combination. That offensive line doesn't give him a whole lot of protection against a regular defense. And then you've Khalil Mack coming through, and that's got to be kind of a terrifying prospect. Next up, we've got uh, Carolina at Tampa Bay. And I think this will be one of the more high-scoring games of the week, one of the more fun games to watch this week. And I'm going to go with uh, 
Carolina to eke out the victory here in a defensive struggle, California, uh, Carolina 35, Tampa Bay 31. I like that you move them to an entirely new coast. I do appreciate that. Um, I don't do this a lot, but I'm going to pick Carolina to win this game. Surprise, surprise. Um, they have not won a whole lot of games lately. They haven't looked all that great lately, but I think they're going to bounce back. Um, I think I agree with you. This is a higher scoring. I've got a few that are going to edge it out, but I've got them winning uh, 31-27. So I think this is going to go back and forth. It'll go down to the wire, and I think Cam Newton will find a way. All right, next we have the like All the things I don't experience. like in football in one deal, James Winston and Cam Newton. I think I have to pick one of them. No. <laughs> you do, and you did. Uh, next up, we've got uh, we've got the Baker Mayfields traveling on the road to the Deshaun Watsons. I think uh, Houston's on a roll. On an eight-game win streak. Yeah, I, I don't think even after having beaten the Andy Dalton list at least for part of the game, uh, Bengals. I don't, and uh, finally getting a road victory. I don't think Cleveland's going to be able to keep that going. So. I'm going to go with a final score here of uh, Houston 34, Cleveland 24, and they, I might be optimistic in giving Cleveland 24 points. Well, color me even more optimistic. <laughs> I'm going to pick Cleveland to upset Houston and this crazy eight-game win streak. I've got Cleveland winning this 31-28, Baker Mayfield leading them to the promised land. I'm excited about this game. This is one I actually want to watch. Okay, whatever. <laughs> five games in and we've hit speechless. <laughs> yeah. We've hit fast forward. Oh, don't worry. All right, um, it gets better. It gets better. No, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it does. Um, next up, we've got the Rams at Detroit, and I think Todd Gurley will be wearing a baseball cap by the middle of the third quarter. I'm going with a blowout here. Final score, Rams 41, Lions 21. Okay, I, I let the Lions show up a little bit more, but just in the fact that the Rams didn't have that extra touchdown that you do. I've got the Rams winning 35-21. I don't think it's necessarily as close as the score shows, but like you said, Todd Gurley's going to wear a baseball cap pretty well by the time this game's over, and I hope Matt Stafford's still standing. I'm really pulling for him to still be alive by the end of Sunday. All right, next up we've got um, Buffalo traveling to Miami and – uh, Buffalo has one of the best defenses in the NFL to go with one of the worst, if not the worst, offense in the NFL. It's close. It's but, a great uh, combination. They're, they're one of my uh, 10 teams in the top five draft picks for next yeah. uh, spring's draft. <laughs> but, uh, I Which think inexplicably does solidify. not include your Giants. <laughs> no, it does. It does. Um, but I am going to um, – pick Buffalo to further cement their status in that uh, austere group. I'll go with a final score here of Miami 24, Buffalo 17. I have the exact same score. That always makes me very uneasy when we get, when we get that close. Yeah, don't copy it off um, of me. But yes. Oh, yeah, I copied off you from a whole other state. <laughs> oh. My yes. paper must I, be I've got Miami uh, winning 24-17. It's not pretty. Okay. I don't think a whole lot of this game is pretty, but, you know, it's it's a game. We're going to watch it anyway. No, not I said the pig. I'll just, well, I guess I'll have to, but. Uh, I will, all right, I will watch it. How's that? Okay, you you can watch it and have your eyes hurt for both of us then. I'll take one for the team. Okay, thanks. <laughs> all right, 
Next up is a game which I'm almost as unexcited for, and that's Indianapolis hosting Jacksonville. Um, yeah. The tide has really turned for both of these teams beginning of the season. People were wondering whether uh, Andrew Luck's shoulder was going to hold up, and people were wondering if Jacksonville could take one more step and and uh, make it to the NFC. I mean, to the uh, the AFC. Um, yeah, I think probably more people Bowl, thought but... that Andrew Luck's shoulder would disintegrate before Jacksonville would be this bad. Probably. But uh, anyway, mm-hmm. um, it's it's not going to be a pretty game, but I think even on the road, Indianapolis is clearly the better team here at this point. I'll go with a final score of Indianapolis 28, Jacksonville 17. I don't think Jacksonville puts up much of a challenge, uh, puts up much of a fight even with Cody Kessler at the helm. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Cody Kessler is, like, a fix-all for this. Not having Jalen Ramsey, I think, is a bigger problem. Um, but, again, no Leonard Fournette. He was the entirety of their offense for the first half before he started fighting. Um, but I've got Indianapolis winning this 27-14. Again, probably not the most watchable game, but it is nice watching Andrew Luck throw bombs down the field. I will say that. Speaking of Leonard Fournette, I have one team that's got both Leonard Fournette and Melvin Gordon on it. And so do I, team and I'm not thrilled about it. <laughs> that team is currently third place um, in the league where the top two teams get by, and I'm one game behind both the first oh. and second place team, but uh, so not, not looking too good. Not looking too good. Just Looks to like go I'll down that path for a minute, I work with round. a guy who lost, he lost his fantasy football matchup by two-tenths of a point this week. He sent me a screenshot, which is crushed on Monday night. <laughs> yeah. That's, it's brutal. That's too bad. So yeah. next up and we've got uh, Baltimore. So things are not good. <laughs> no, no, not in real life or in fantasy life. Nope. Uh, Baltimore nope. at Atlanta. This game, yeah, I want to pick Matt Ryan to, you know, keep the offense chugging here, but Baltimore's just looked a little bit too good for me to pick against them. Uh, Lamar Jackson, I think, will continue to do some good things against a banged-up defense. I'll go here with a final score. Baltimore 31, Atlanta 23. Yeah, I mean, I I wanted to stick with my 12-week pick of picking Atlanta because I just wanted them to still be viable as my Super Bowl option, but unfortunately, we had to stop at some point and Pretty clear Atlanta's not winning the Super Bowl this year at home. Despite my best efforts, they have not made their best efforts. So I'm thinking Baltimore wins 31-21. I think it's going to be a good game. I'll watch this one. Yeah, I hope it's a good game. I hope it's not like, oh, Baltimore's ahead 31-7 to and then Atlanta scores two touchdowns in garbage time. But we'll see what happens. And next up, we've got Arizona traveling to Green Bay and what – at least on paper, well, looks like one of the bigger mismatches of the week and also <laughs> probably one of the least watchable games of the week. I'm going to go here with uh, Green Bay by two touchdowns, Green Bay 31, Arizona 17. Okay, I've got Green Bay winning 35-17. So, yes, I agree. This is going to be a colossal mismatch. Um, Arizona is not quite in the same stratosphere as Green Bay, plus going to Green Bay when they're in a must-win situation is a really bad recipe for them. So, Take Aaron Rodgers, take the points, whatever the spread is, take it. Okay. Next up, we've got the Jets traveling to Tennessee. I uh, don't think that uh, 
either of these teams is going to be playing in January, at least not in the playoffs. Um, I'm going to go here with the final score of Tennessee to win this fairly easily. Tennessee 27, Jets 17. I, I'm in the same vein. I've got Tennessee doubling up the Jets 28-14. I don't care who's playing quarterback, Josh McCown, Sam Darnold, you know, anybody really, Mark Sanchez, even though you're on another team, doesn't matter. I don't think that the Jets can put up the points. And quite frankly, I think probably one of those touchdowns is coming from their defense. Um, so Tennessee, I just, they have parts of what they need, but they're not all the way there. This game, I think, is not going to be the most exciting to watch unless you're a big fan of punters then by all means, sign right up. Yeah, I, I have to admit I'm not, but... Well, you're missing out. doesn't put me too out of sight. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm even less interested in punters than I am in kickers, but... Such a hater. Which so. means you probably also secretly love punters. No, I just... That's, I couldn't do any <laughs> of those jobs, but yeah, I can... Yeah, hang time. That's that's an interesting uh, stat there. But anyway, um, next up we've got Kansas City traveling to Oakland in what should be another mismatch. I'm gonna in a series of in a weekend that seems to be full of them. I'm gonna go with uh, Kansas City to win this in a blowout, two touchdowns, which might be uh, a little too stingy and probably generous in giving Oakland 24 points against Kansas City's 38. I gave them 21 points, so I was a little less generous. I've got Kansas City winning 38-21, so, I mean, we've seen what their offense can do, especially against a team that's not playing a whole lot of defense, and the Raiders aren't playing much defense or offense, so it doesn't seem like it's going to be a great day for them. No. Uh, Next up, we've got San Francisco at Seattle, and this game looks like a real mismatch. I'm going to go with... uh, Seattle to win this uh, 31-14. I got Seattle winning 27-10, so similar feel, just not quite as high scoring. Yeah, Um, yeah, I I just, I don't think San Francisco's really showing up here. They're not the healthiest team in the world either, and I think Seattle needs to prove a little something. They're at home. I think they'll have a good game. Okay, next up we've got uh, Minnesota at New England. I think this is one of the more interesting games of the week. Um, I still think New New England is going to find a way to, you know, even though they haven't looked so hot in recent weeks, I still think that they're going to find a way to get it done. I'll go with a final score here of New England 31, Minnesota 24. I'm actually thinking Minnesota to win this game. Uh, I don't think New England is going to find a way. I think they're going to get upset at home, and I think this is going to make for a very interesting game to watch. Plus, I think it's just going to confuse us even more about what Minnesota is. Are they good? Are they not? I just don't know because it's a different team every week. But I think this week they're going to come out. I think that their, their offense can outrun that New England defense, and I think it's going to be a little bit of a track meet. I've got Minnesota winning 30-28. Um, but, you know, I, their defense isn't getting enough respect. You had them on their avoid list. And even even with Tom Brady banged up and 78 running backs, I don't think New England's going to do it this week. We'll see. It should be one of the more interesting games. It was definitely one that mm-hmm. I went back and forth on, but uh, that's, that's where yeah. I landed. Uh, another game I went back and forth on was the Chargers, who I think uh, – <laughs> Their their stinker against the Broncos a couple weeks ago uh, 
notwithstanding or, or still one of the. I know that wasn't really Ben's fault, but like, good grief, that was bad to watch. Yeah. So yeah, both of these teams have lost to the Broncos in the last uh, couple weeks. I think um, this week the the Steelers are going to win the match of who's lost to the Broncos recently. I'll go with uh, Pittsburgh to win this by a field goal, mainly because they're at home. Like, Final score: Pittsburgh like twenty-seven, right. Chargers twenty-four. You get to lose to them. You get to lose. Um, but I, I'm yeah. actually taking the Chargers to win this, twenty-six, twenty-three. Uh, I think Pittsburgh has some some holes. I think they're a very beat-up team, and they've gone through a lot. They're in prime time. I know they're at home, but I, the Chargers are not getting nearly enough respect. I think that I'm a broken record, and I might be saying this every year, um, but I think they're going to come in for whatever reason. They just can't finish games, but this week they're going to. It's going to take a field goal. It's going to be late in the fourth quarter, but they're going to do it. When you lose to the Broncos at home, though, it's hard to have a lot of respect. I mean, I think they're a good team, but – yeah, I just I think it's hard to put them in the upper echelon with some of the other teams that. Uh, I mean, I have a softer in spot in my heart for the Broncos than you do, so like it's not as terrible to lose to them. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean okay. it it should not have happened like that. Okay, and then finally the Monday night game we've got the Eagles hosting the Redskins. Another game I went back and forth on quite a bit. Unfortunately, so landing in the Eagles corner here. I'm going with them to win primarily because they're at home. Although, as we saw several weeks ago against the Cowboys, that didn't matter. Um, Sunday night game a couple weeks ago, but here I'm going to pick them. Um, Eagles 28, Redskins 24. I got the Eagles winning 27-23. Again, I went back and forth on this a lot, uh, but it really comes down to, for my money, just the fact that Washington is very banged up on offense. Uh, their defense is good, and I think is what is going to keep them in the game. I don't think Colt McCoy's a bad quarterback. I think he's going to have a pretty decent game here, but uh, the Eagles' defense is getting marginally healthier. I mean, granted, you guys got, you have guys out there who are literally playing with, like, one hand, but they're still out there. But their, their offense is a little more firepower. If they can get Zach Ertz the ball a little bit more, they'll be all right and just Give Josh Adams the ball. Just let him run. I don't know what's so hard about that. But if they can do that, I think the Eagles will win this. They seem to find ways to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. But I think Washington takes the cake on that one. So they'll find a way. It'll be a close game. It'll be a typical NFC East game where it's going to go back and forth. It's going to be kind of a ground and pounding game. But unfortunately, I think I have to go with you and pick the Eagles. Again, nothing about this show is, like, making me feel good. I'm, I'm promoting Jameis Winston. I'm picking Cam Newton to win games. I'm picking the Eagles. Like, this is just not great. Yeah, well, we only disagreed on three mm-hmm. of 16 games this week, so you know, that's yeah, this is actually a, a little unusual. But yeah, it's a pretty big deal. Again, I think that's more a function of, of a bunch of mismatches and only a handful of games that I think are going to be close. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of points uh, being scored across the board this week, and it's just there's a couple of big mismatches. But overall, it's I, I think we have – I mean, it's week 13. We sort of have an idea of who teams are. Granted, I, I don't really know what the Vikings are doing and from week to week. It, the Browns are a whole other adventure. We've seen the Bills do different things. But for the most part, we have kind of an idea of where teams are. And so, I mean, we could just be – wrong across the board, you and I, but I think that we we sort of have a handle on it, no? 
Yeah, I think we're picking largely the favorites in these games. So the prognosticators would probably see things in a similar fashion, but uh, that doesn't really make it right. But uh, we'll see what happens then. So looks like we're probably going to end a little bit early, but uh, do you want to hit us with some DFS advice for this week? Yeah, we've got some good value plays this week. Um, that's the only upside, and I say that like upside is probably the terrible word to use here, but the only silver lining to there being so many injuries is you've got a lot of value plays, a lot of low-priced guys who are going to get some big workloads this week. Uh, at quarterback, Andrew Luck, uh, I think is kind of a no-brainer with Jalen Ramsey not playing and that Jacksonville defense just reeling all together. Kirk Cousins, like I said, still going to be a close game, even if he's not going to come out on the, the winning side of that. And Cody Kessler, Obviously, that's saving money to spend it somewhere else, but hey, it could work. Uh, running back Lamar Miller, I think we all saw his coming out party last week. He finally showed up. Philip Lindsay, TJ Eldon, or Carlos Hyde, they're going to be priced pretty similar. Um, I like Yeldon a little better, but Carlos Hyde's going to pick his spots as well. Gus Edwards, who we talked about, looks like he's going to play, but keep an eye on that. Aaron Jones and LaShawn McCoy, who I think is very interesting this week. Uh, at wide receiver, Tons of great options. Robert Woods, Anthony Miller, Adam Humphreys, Bruce Ellington, who we talked about earlier, Taylor Gabriel, uh, Josh Reynolds, Seth Roberts, and Cortland Sutton, who I know, I know we're not picking a whole lot of good things to happen in Denver this week, but I think despite how expectations looked when Demarius Thomas got traded, maybe he's coming into his own a little bit, not quite what we thought, but he's getting there. Uh, Eric Ebron at tight end and Cameron Brait are my two picks there. And at defense, uh, Indianapolis and Tennessee, I think think both are going to be really good options for you. Okay. Um, Any last words of advice for people that are are trying to, you know, especially if you're on the outside looking in and you have to win this week, uh, would you play it safe? Would you take some chances? What's your strategy in, in weeks like this? Um, I like to get a little riskier. I, I'm not necessarily going with, you know, who the projections say I should. I like to find, try to find someone who's going to be a little more boomer bust so that I can try to tap into that. But, um, you know, if you're on the outside looking in, that's the way to go. If you're on, if you're right on the bubble, you may not want to go so aggressive, but I don't necessarily want to look at my bench and say, ah, you know, I thought about playing that guy and I didn't, I'd rather just throw it out there and see what happens. Hopefully, don't lose by two tenths of a point. I'm really sorry, Scott. That was terrible. <laughs> yeah, that, that's. Wait, I mean, it could be worse. Nasty. Yeah, I, I think I won a matchup earlier this season in the Monday night game because uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, kneeled down twice at the end of the game, and I won by you know like fractions of a point. But you know, I think the closest I had happens. was three points this season. Two tenths just is a soul-crushing defeat. I've lost a couple. I think I've been in a couple of of matchups this season that have been decided by less than a point, and I think I've been on uh, both mm-hmm. ends of the outcomes. So, yeah, that's that's not fun either way. But I mean, it's more. What about fun you? Are, win, you? are you playing it safe? Are you gonna go? You gonna go a little wild? What are you gonna no, do? I'd, I'd rather I'd rather take that. Like Malcolm Brown, that's an example. Yeah, my if my idea of how that game. Uh, is going to go is is off, then he might not even see the field. In which case, you know, I'd have a big fat goose egg staring me in the face there. But you know, I'd rather start him this week than somebody like you know Matt Breida or Isaiah Crowell. Yeah, yeah, you definitely don't want to be starting Isaiah Crowell. <laughs> That's all you want to be doing. Yeah. 
But yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I obviously it's a big week for everybody. Uh, we are around all week long, all over social media. We are happy to answer your questions if you're trying to decide which way to go. Um, obviously, Sharpa and I see some of these games a little differently, but that's all right. Uh, find us all over social media. You can find us, of course, at FantasyFootballSharpa.com, on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, on Twitter at the number four THN Inches Show, at JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. And then we'll be back next week to get you started for week one of the playoffs. And we'll be back on our normal time Wednesday night at 9 for a full hour. Everything you need, all your news and notes, a four-mile-long injury report, as always, and who to start, who to sit, all that I'll good stuff. i start making plans so, now. You might as well. I mean, you could probably literally start now, and I can start the injury report, and we'd be fine. But thank okay. you so much for listening, guys, this week, uh, and good luck. Hopefully, you're all making the playoffs. If you're listening to us, I'm sure you are. And, of course, good luck unless, of course, you're playing us. <laughs> it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.